In every child of God, there's a hero within. God didn't breathe his spirit into you so that you could lead a normal life. No, he breathed his spirit into you so that you could become the hero you always suspected you could be. Today we awaken that dormant hero, that sleeping giant that's within you. You're not the sidekick of your own story. Turns out you're the hero. Because when you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, the hero of the ages, we become like him. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez, the pastor of Vida Church in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Subscribe to Can I Get an Amen at www.canigetanamen.podbean.com or wherever you're listening. That's right. This is Can I Get an Amen. We're expanding our program to multiple platforms, so thanks for tuning in. Wherever you're listening to today, we're really glad that you did. Wait. Guys, wait a minute. The, the dramatic music's back on. We, we already did this. Hey, production team, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but we can't do that every time I ramp up. Okay? That's, sorry about that, guys. Uh, summertime is upon us and i'm so excited man i've got some amazing plans for being oh what no guys let's just all right it's almost done well we better get into our topic before they start again Our topic today is the hero within. Our biblical example today is Rahab. And because the file of this sermon was somehow corrupted, um, the file got damaged, I won't be able to play you the sermon from Vida Church. Wow, that's a little aggressive, but okay. It's not all bad news. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the highlights of the sermon right here in the studio. So let's go. A hero fears nothing more than doing nothing. Talk to any firefighter, first responder. If a tragedy happens near them, they're going to feel bad that they weren't there to help. True heroes fear nothing more than doing nothing. All heroes in the Bible had the ability to change within. They didn't remain the same. They were transformed into some special people. Now, long-term change always defaults back to what you believe about yourself. Your self-esteem, your self-sense of value, your level of confidence from the inside always overrides the outside. What you believe about yourself is going to set the limits for whatever you achieve. What you believe about God will set the limits for your entire life. There's a wrestling match within you between who you want to be and who it's easy to be. It's easy to be common. It's easy to be natural. Anybody can do that. But it's not easy to be who you know you're supposed to be, who God called you to be. That requires real change, and it requires change from the inside. 
I know people that have a lot of talent, but if they don't believe that they're talented, they're never going to tap into their abilities. They're sitting there with all that talent doing nothing. If you don't think you have much to offer, your own thoughts are going to stop you from contributing your amazing talents and your abilities. The thing is, you can't be negative about yourself and expect to live a positive, faith-filled life of abundance. You can't go your whole life believing in God, but never believing in yourself. The God you believe in believes in you. We need to start thinking like the heroes that we are. You need to start thinking like a champion. Who you can be might surprise you. Instead of thinking, I don't have anything to offer, I'm not attractive, I'm not talented, you need to start thinking, I am a masterpiece, I am a one-of-a-kind original, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, I have talents, I can be used, I am creative, I've got great ideas. Whatever you think about yourself will either empower you or limit you. I watched an interview not too long ago uh, from one of the contestants that had won The Biggest Loser. He was weighing initially 500 pounds, lost 250 pounds, gained it all back. And when they asked him what happened, he said, I guess I'll always be a fat guy in my mind. He defaulted back after all that he had done to who he thought he was. For too many people, the hero is always someone else. But I think I'm talking to someone who clicked on this podcast that is starting to believe that they're a hero. Can I get an amen? Amen! Romans chapter 8, verses 29 to 31 says, For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? That sounds like hero stuff to me. And when we start to believe that we are who God said that we are, we're going to change our lives by changing the limits that we put on ourselves. When you look into yourself, what do you see? With what or whom do you find yourself wrestling with on the inside? You're not really wrestling with God or an angel. You're not even wrestling against the devil. Satan's been defeated by Christ. You're wrestling with whom you know God wants you to be and with whom you want to be. Now you may have failed a thousand times, but there's a hero on the inside of you. What people say about you and what you've done in your past will not change what God put inside of you. You are predestined to do something great and important. It's time for an extreme makeover beginning on the inside. You are valuable. You are forgiven. Defeat the strongholds of inferiority and insecurity. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 30 to 31. By faith the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. Verse 31. By faith the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. Hmm. 
let's uh, take a look at Rahab's story in Joshua chapter 2. Uh, there's some pretty great aspects to this story. It starts off with what I call a chance meeting. Joshua chapter 2 verse 1, Then Joshua's son of Nun secretly sent two spies to Shittim. I hope I'm saying that right. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they, uh, so they went and they entered into the house of the prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. Uh, God is in the business of setting up chance meetings. We don't always understand what he's up to, when he does it, how he does it, where he puts us, but God is an expert at putting us into these wild situations and, 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 and having these chance encounters. In the story of Rahab, God purely had a plan for her. She was going to be the great-grandmother of King David, which meant that she was going to be the great ancestor of Jesus Christ himself. But when we find her, she's a prostitute in Jericho. That goes to show us that when God puts his eyes on you, he's going to move heaven and earth to get you. What an unlikely choice for a hero in this story. Look at who God chooses to save the Israelites and find salvation herself and her entire house, Rahab, a prostitute. Rahab is mentioned by name eight times in the Bible. And out of all of those times, five times, it says that she's a prostitute. But in fact, Rahab was about to shed that profession. She was going to leave that lifestyle when she decided to leave her old life and follow God and help the Israelites. I think it's important to note that the scriptures refer to her that way, not to remind us uh, that she was, but who she used to be. And it should encourage us to realize that no matter where we are, who we are, what we've done, God can still bring the hero out of every single one of us. But one of the most impressive things about Rahab was that when she became aware of who God was and who the people of Israel were, her faith turned into action right away. Rahab's faith wasn't just head knowledge. Her faith acted. It impacted her life and her decisions. It changed how she lived. She heard the report of the things that God had done for the people of Israel. She believed it. She confessed it, as we all shall see. And she acted. In fact, she was actually willing to put her life at risk to protect these two spies. Amazing. If you have faith, and your faith isn't in action yet. Your faith is sleeping with the hero on the inside of you. They're both knocked out. You, your faith is activated first, then the hero is going to come out. We later find out that Rahab did in fact know God. As a matter of fact, she knew that Yahweh, whose name she used, was the God of heaven and earth. She knew of the great deliverance that, had, that God had given Israel out of Egypt. She also knew that judgment was coming and, and most importantly, she knew she was right in its path. She knew she wanted to find salvation for herself and for her family. She may have been a lady of the night, but she heard things and she believed them. Now it's never been in fashion to be a prostitute. And I imagine that her father and her mother were probably not pleased with her choice of profession. It's probable 
that they didn't even talk to her. But even while we assume they weren't talking to her, she is negotiating for the salvation of not just herself, but her entire family. Verse 12 says, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Salvation may come from the most unexpected places. Never underestimate somebody. Everybody has a hero within. There's a scarlet thread that runs through the entire Bible. Scarlet is the color of blood, the color of atonement, and with this scarlet cord over Rahab's house, God is teaching through another outward example what he taught the Israelites in Passover. You have to be under the blood of Christ. I will see the blood and pass over you, Exodus chapter 12, 13. We come out of that story reminded that God is faithful. They did burn down the city with fire and all that was in it. However, Rahab the harlot and her family, her entire household, was spared. God is in the business of turning people's lives around. And he does that for the most unlikely people. That includes Rahab and it includes you. Think about what you've done in your life and where you'd be if you didn't know him. Rahab's life didn't maybe deserve salvation. She was very much a sinner, just like you, just like me. But she found salvation through faith. It is also worth remembering that Rahab didn't receive the grace of God in vain. She didn't stay in her sin. She wasn't a prostitute after this point. Her life was changed marrying one of the sons of Judah and becoming the mother of Boaz, the Kingsman Redeemer and great-great-great-grandmother of Jesus Christ himself. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, I accept the hero of the ages and I ask him to help me find the hero within me who in turn will help bring salvation to my entire family. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. God believes in you the way he believed in me. Oh, here we go. Let me sign off here. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. We'll see you next time. Guys, the music. Thanks for listening to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez. You can subscribe to our podcast at www.canigetanamen.podbean.com or wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.